Hi and welcome to the Happier by the Minute podcast with Stacey Yates Seller. Please enjoy these short snippets that are going to give you lessons on positive psychology. They are easy to understand and easy to put into your life because the more you know, the better you are. And the more you practice, the happier you'll be. Thanks. Enjoy. Welcome today, my friends. We are talking about the other F word. The first one's failure. So we are talking about the other F word, which we know is fear. Fear. Oh my gosh. Give me the courage to tell all the things that I am afraid of. So um, first of all, you have to know that I live with a mother who is has a death story for everything. The world is a very, very fearful place for her. She's amazing. She's wonderful. She's the kindest person you'll ever meet, but she is also everything. The world is a very scary place. Um, I remember she used to send us emails when we were in high school that, or, or when I was, I think in college, um, the kids are inhaling dust off and, and dying and young kids, babies. And I'm like, mom, none of us have babies in the house. And for sure, I'm not, I, I don't clean. I don't have any dust off, but she just sends all these horrible, like catastrophic emails. Um, and certainly if you're ever going in a hot tub and you're going to drink a glass of wine, she knows someone that drank wine and died in a hot tub. So like every single story that you could possibly um, if you're going to Africa, she knows somebody that died because they were run over by an elephant. Like everywhere you're going, everything you're doing, there's a death story. So needless to say, I got a lot of fear. Um, I have a lot of anxiety. Totally fine where I got it. I'm not going to go into like deep therapy about it, but it's just real. So let's talk about it. So first of all, let's do a little science. You know, I like to tell you about where things are coming from and how we learned it, the science of it all. Super quick, obviously. Um, the amygdala is a little tiny almond shaped thing in your brain um, and it's part of the limbic system and it is the part that tells you for it, it handles your emotions and so but when you think about the amygdala you think of one word fear it is what has kept us in control it controls the way we react to certain things it's the thing that makes us frightened and so when the amygdala, amygdala goes off it shuts down everything else so we don't have time to think about it so if we see a saber-toothed lion we don't have time to think about okay well how far away is he and if i run really fast or if i duck this way no you just run you just run you don't even have to think about it and then it pulls all of the blood to your legs and your arms and your heart and pumps so that you can get away from anything that's making you afraid. So fear is said to be the most powerful emotion known to humankind, more than love, more than hate, more than anything else. But that's so important because it, it our very survival depends on it. It wants you to be afraid because you will survive if you're afraid. And fear in the form of fight or flight response to a stress is originated from our earliest ancestors. So one of the things I've talked about in one of the past titles is we have this modern world, but we have this old brain, this brain that was help keep, helping keep us alive when we were around um, sabers to tigers and there was something behind the bushes all the time. Well, there aren't anymore. And we have the same brain that was worried about starvation, and yet we, we don't have a lack of food here. So, like I said, it is what kept us from worrying about a real, the real danger of a saber-toothed tiger. But now, we just have paper tigers. 
We don't have real tigers around every corner. So we call these paper tigers. Like they're not really real, but we're very afraid of them. So I'm cheating a little bit today because I'm my throat is almost gone. So I'm putting in a couple extra videos, but here's Tony Robbins who explains about fear. They're starting. We all know the answer is fear. But the difference with you guys or me or anybody who's followed through is when we're more afraid of the, what life would be like if we don't follow through, then the person is willing to settle for what they got and kind of hope it'll change and maybe purchase something for the moment and then not follow through on it. It's almost like people, overachievers, have a little more fear. They're a little more afraid of missing out. They're afraid of not being there. Or they got a strong enough reason to follow through. So I'd say if you're looking at home, you want to give somebody some value, go, where do I start? I'm sick of this. That's a damn good place. Yeah. So hi, Shay and Robin. Thanks for joining. Um, yeah. So Tony Robbins is saying, look, a lot of people don't start on finding their dreams or on going after they want or whatever it is, like going out on the limb and starting to date or um, taking that job or getting out of the job you don't like because we're afraid. But what he says is the people that follow through and take the leap are the people that are more afraid of staying stuck staying in an unlived life than they are of taking that leap. All right, guys, let's see what's next. Let's get through this because fear, I got so much information about fear. Okay, come on. Okay, what are we afraid of? So these are the paper tigers. These are not the saber tooth tigers. We are afraid of not being good enough. All of us, like about not taking the job, not getting into the relationship. If you really drill it down to the, to the one thing, what are we afraid? Why are we afraid of public speaking? Well, most of the world, I'm not, but I just got lucky on that one because I'm afraid of a lot of other things. So, but I'm not afraid of that. So not being good enough. We are afraid of being judged. We're afraid of like, you're not gonna like my hair. You're not gonna think I'm smart enough. This is called the imposter syndrome. And we all have it. I hear about these famous, incredible speakers. Certainly Oprah felt it in the beginning. Um, and, and there's a really great clip of her where they're like, well, what if, like from 30 years ago, where they're like, well, what if Oprah doesn't succeed and isn't famous? And she's like, well, then I just keep going. But she was also afraid too. And all these speakers, they want to throw up before they get on stage because they're all afraid of this imposter syndrome. It takes a lot to get beyond it. So just because you look at other people and you think that they've got it all together, like don't look at me and think I've got it all together. It is just about being okay with your imperfection and that you are good enough. You are good enough exactly how you are. You are good enough exactly how you are. Write that down, please. I am good enough exactly as I am. And there may be some people who don't like you, but that's none of your business. Other people's opinion of you is none of your business. So don't worry. We're also afraid of losing something. Uh, we all know, any of us who are moms, the, we can't even talk about the idea of losing a child or losing a family member. All of that stuff is so painful. I don't even want to talk about it. And yet the thing is, is that people survive it. People survive it. And so what we are afraid of is pain. We're afraid of not being happy, not being comfortable and, and how horrible that would be. And for me, what all that drills down to is that I won't be able to handle it. Sometimes I'm afraid of success because I think I'm not going to be able to handle it. I'm success. I'm afraid of making a ton of money, even though I, I 
know it can bring freedom, but I'm afraid, what if I can't handle it? What if I lose it? Like all those other um, uh, lottery winners, what happens? Like, again, I have been taught through my family and through my stories and through my history to lead with fear. And I'm really, really, really challenging that because um, I'm going on a trip this summer and everybody was like, well, what if, and what if, and I would just have to say, stop, don't lead with fear. Don't lead with fear. Those are all hypotheticals. They might happen. And if they do happen, I will figure it out. We're renting out our house. And someone in my family was like, what if your house burns down? Oh my God, really? Okay. Well, if it burns down, I get a new house. Okay. I will. So if I need to prepare for all those things and go through the list, I can. But the biggest thing is, will I be able to handle anything? Will I be able to handle if somebody doesn't like me and I feel like I'm not good enough and if I stumble on coming up to a stage or if I you know, get fired from a job because I wasn't good enough or if I lose somebody really close to me and if I have all that pain, will I be able to handle it? And so I think that that's a practice of talking to ourselves and saying, I can handle it. If I stumble, success and living a life is getting up one more time than you fall down. And we can handle it because there's always somebody out there who can help you handle it. So that is something. And so there's, I'm going to go into some tips about how we can battle the fear. I love this quote by Les Brown, who's a really great motivational speaker. If you want somebody else to listen to, and you know me, I'm always on YouTube looking for more people to really fire you up. Les Brown's really great. And he says, too many of us are not living our dreams because we are living our fears. We are too afraid to go out there and do something because of those paper tigers, because we're not good enough, because we won't be able to handle it. So here's some advice that I found as I was up until one in the morning working on this and studying this for you. And this is something that Tony Robbins says a lot. Find something you are more afraid of than your fear. And for most of these people who have been really successful, like Tony Robbins um, or Les Brown or um, Lisa Nichols, I was listening to her talk, uh, certainly, or Oprah, um, is they were more afraid of being poor. They were more afraid of living on the streets. They were more afraid of not having any relationships and being a recluse, more afraid of not living a really fulfilled life. I am sure Richard Branson, I don't know, I'll ask him when I see him one day, is a little bit afraid when he does some of those crazy things. He's a bit of an adrenaline junkie, so you know, I wouldn't say let's all go out and do what he does, but I'll bet you he's more afraid of living an unlived life than than of getting up in a hot air balloon or flying or taking the next risk. They want to squeeze everything they can out of this life. They want to enjoy it. They want to know that they did it by the end. It is really, you did everything. And Tony Robbins has this little test. He says, be more afraid of what life would be like if you, you let fear limit you. And so Tony Robbins, um, and a lot of people have adopted this, is the rocking chair test. When you're 90 and in your rocking chair and looking out over your life, what will you be sorry you didn't do? What will you be sorry you didn't do? And think about that as you're about to leap for something and there's something that you're nervous about. Say, 
when I'm in my rocking chair at 90, will I be afraid I didn't do this? And remember, if you're afraid to take a trip or you're afraid to fly, think of the things that you'll be missing and the world that's out there. And there are a ton of tools to get you through a flight. My gosh, go to any doctor, they'll help you. There's a ton of tools. And so you just wanna be more afraid of not seeing the world, of not getting out there than you are of what you think might happen. By the way, these aren't even things that are definitely gonna happen. There are 10 million airplanes that are gonna land safely in this week. And so being afraid of that one is gonna limit you. It's just gonna limit your whole entire life. So find a way around it. I am not saying just, okay, I'm not afraid to fly. I'm gonna jump on an airplane today. It doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean you're not gonna be afraid, but first of all, start practicing it, look for tools, look for ways to conquer it. I have a lot of anxiety, but boy, I'll tell you, I have got every tool in the book to get around it. Sometimes that means, and I'm telling you the truth here, give me the courage to be honest and tell people how imperfect I am. I don't like to drive um, across bridges or far, far away. And thank God, God bless that the world sent me a husband who is super kind and super um, understanding. And he's like, okay, we gotta go, we gotta go. I'll figure, I'll go to the library while you're out there. So I just find ways around it. And then I don't really freak out about it. And then just go ahead with it, just do it. Uh, if you aren't gonna get rid of it, use it. Get curious about your fear. What is it telling you? And is it a story? And, and, and don't, you don't have to go back to your early childhood and go back to, into therapy about it, but you know what? I really know that a lot of this comes from the stories about that I was given as a child. And I have a lot of panic attacks. And I remember my grandmother saying, um, yes, your, your aunt, she might, her, her, my great aunt, her sister used to um, have trouble breathing around water, but it was just because uh, around pools and lakes because she was allergic to them. And I was like, I don't think she was allergic to water because I'm pretty sure she drank some, but I think she probably had anxiety, but they didn't talk about it in the 40s. So anyway, get curious, use it use it to drive you. It tells you what values you have. It tells you what's important to you. It tells you that your family is really important to you. So don't avoid that. Use it and soak up every second with your family. So get curious, get curious and think about it. Here is a little tiny clip from um, um, Shri Kumar and he talks about the benevolent universe. Here's another way to think about it so you can battle your paper tigers. The benevolent universe model. Albert Einstein said the most important question you will ever ask yourself is, is the universe friendly? Most of us believe that the universe is indifferent. It doesn't know we exist and couldn't care less. But what if the universe does know you exist and was well disposed towards you? And the universe always gave you exactly what you needed for your growth. It might not be what you want, but it is what you need. Imagine you're a small child and what you want is a tub of ice cream and what your parents give you are fruit and vegetables. You don't want fruit and vegetables, you want ice cream. And it's only when you have a much greater level of understanding and maturity that you can say, thank God I got fruit and vegetables rather than ice cream. What if the universe was like that? It gives you stuff, it's not stuff that you want, but it's exactly what you need for your growth. Regardless of whether or not you believe the universe is friendly, if you believe the universe is friendly, your life would improve dramatically. 
there are things that you can do to believe the universe is benevolent. Just look for mm -hmm. examples that it is. And as you look for examples that the universe is friendly and well disposed towards you, you will find them. And the more you collect them and the more you ponder on them, the more an internal shift happens in you until you really believe the universe is friendly and your life has changed. A benevolent universe. Look for all the good. We talk a lot about that in our, um, in, in other ones. Look for all the good in the world. Look for all the ways that the universe has your back. Look back on all the things that you didn't think you wanted um, and you got, and they actually turned out to be very good or they taught you something. Of course, I'm a big fan of Do It Anyway. I do little one minute videos on my website, Happier by the Minute, and one of them is called Do It Anyway. And it is one minute on the lesson of even when you're nervous, do it anyway. If you can't beat fear, fear to it scared. When I was starting um, my, uh, my videos, I had no idea what I was doing. And starting this, um, this webinar series, I didn't know anything about doing a webinar and learning. It was really uncomfortable. And I was really afraid of what people would think and no one would show up. And at the end of the day, I just kept telling myself, do it anyway, do it anyway. Like it really was coming to a place every week to learn a tool about happiness and practice it was just something that I needed. So if nobody showed up, at least it would be me and, you know, and my dad anyway, dad shows up. So at least, you know, I would do it for me and him. And if anybody else shows up and gets something out of it, then, you know, thank the universe. But, um, but really I just had to do it anyway. So if you can't beat fear, do it scared. And there is no perfect. Yes, I wrote perfect wrong on purpose. Yeah, there is no perfect. So that is really the big thing is that I am good enough and I am imperfect and I am, I am good enough in my perf imperfections. And so again, I think that's so important to remind yourself, not just in this moment. Remember, I always talk about all of this is a practice, all of this sorry, all of this is something you have to do daily. That's why we do this weekly so that you get this reminder every single week. It's not just one little video. It's not one little seminar. It's not one little weekend. It's not just one book. And we talk about the same things over and over again often because it's a practice. Becoming happier and living a fulfilled life is a practice. Nobody got there overnight. All of it are these little incremental changes. And it's just amazing how your life, you're gonna wake up, and we talked about this a couple um, videos ago and where we talked about don't wake up 10 years from now and say, how did I get here? Wake up 10 years from now and say, oh yeah, I know how I got here. One little baby step at a time one little practice moment at a time and yes i did it and you will be amazed and then you're going to be sitting where i'm sitting and go oh my god it works and then i'm going to teach other people yay See, it's so cool how it all works um of course build your confidence um i heard uh somebody talk about on a podcast that confidence is earned and i just loved that because you're not born with the confidence that you need to earn and the only way you earn that confidence is by doing and i and i don't even like the word failure 
by doing, and maybe things don't work out as they were, you wanted them to, as you expected them to. I have so many projects that didn't turn out as I expected them to, but I've learned a little bit every way, um, every time along the way, and each of them has built a little bit more confidence in me. Action, even if they're little actions, you got to get up and do it. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Oh, I don't like this one. I'm going to be totally honest. I don't like it. I don't like to be uncomfortable. I don't like to be hungry when I'm trying not to eat. I don't like to feel like I want sugar and I don't want to um, eat it. But I don't like that discomfort that I could just solve it by eating it. I don't like to be away from my children for too long, but I know that they need to go places and I need to go places. Um, I don't like the new job. I don't like the discomfort of happy huddle number one and number two. But you just got to get comfortable with it. And the only way to get comfortable with it is by doing it. You just get comfortable by being uncomfortable. That's it. That's the only way. That's the only way. And the more practice you have with it, the more you're going to be able to say, by the time I get to 300 and people are saying, oh, I don't like your show. Okay. I'm okay. I'm okay with that. I'm, I become more comfortable with it. So that is the lesson. Um, and then, of course, I always got to throw in a little Abraham Hicks because she has such great messages. Um, and if you ever are feeling low or you really want some inspiration, YouTube has a million uh, free videos by Abraham Hicks and her name is down there. Um, and here's a good message from her. My question is, how do I move through the fear and allow myself to receive what I know is waiting right here for me? Well, you don't move through fear. You acknowledge it as guidance that what you're thinking is bogus. <laughs> that the feeling of fear. I have a weird wait. It's weird. It's three. I know is waiting right here for me. But you don't move through fear. You acknowledge it as guidance that what you're thinking is bogus. <laughs> that the feeling of fear think about it when you feel fear the significant thing that's telling you is you're thinking of something that your inner being isn't thinking of because if your inner being agreed with you you'd be feeling elation and so if you trust that your inner being knows the real deal and you acknowledge that this we, we really don't think it would be a good idea for you to fill your hands with Novocaine so that you could just lay them on the hot stove. I feel no more pain. It's so much better now that I have numb hands. <laughs> Very odd smell, however. It's good that you have awareness that you, are, that you are focused in a way that is not good for you, yes? So don't move through fear. Acknowledge it acknowledge it take the bounce in other words because when you're feeling strong fear you really really know what you do not want so you're really really specifically focused upon what you don't want which means you're launching really specific rocket desire about what you do want and your fear is just telling you hey you've launched the rockets you've done the work you've had taken the expansion the larger part of you is expanded and taking the expansion and loving the expansion but you right now because of what you're focused upon are an uncooperative component and you're feeling the discord that period jeffrey had an experience a long time ago he was working on a television show a long time ago and the wrangler 
had given him was going to give him a, assign him a horse. And so there was a horse that was just really skittish and, and anxious and, and strong and, and moving its head. And, and the wrangler said, here's your horse. And Jerry said, that's a good pick for me because I'm delivering lines. I don't think that horse is going to be cooperative. I'd like a kinder, gentler horse. And the wrangler said, you're just afraid of that horse. And Jerry said, no, I'm not really afraid of it. He wasn't very afraid of it. <laughs> uh, I'm, not a, I'm not afraid of it. I just don't want that horse. The wrangler jumped on the horse. The horse reared its head back and knocked out the man's teeth. Because he had moved through his fear. In other words, he had no sensitivity to the relationship with the horse that he just had. He, he was accustomed to doing, doing things because that's the way he did things. Jerry's sensitivity kept his teeth in his head. <laughs> so whenever someone says, I want to move through fear, we say, no, you don't. You want to focus on things so that the fear dissipates. You want to bring yourself in alignment with the well-being that is natural. But we don't want you to regard your negative emotions as something unwanted. We want you to regard them as guidance that assists you in, in releasing the thoughts that aren't helpful and discovering the thoughts that are. How do I know what thoughts are the ones that I should be thinking? They feel good when you think them. What a concept. <laughs> okay, so I just sat through discomfort because that... Uh, the sound on that wasn't very good, and I got comfortable with being uncomfortable because I couldn't quite fix it in that moment. But if you go to YouTube and just write what fear really means, Abraham Hicks, you can listen to it perfectly. But again, um, use fear as a guidance, but it doesn't mean to run away from it. It doesn't mean, um, you know, that when Jerry was afraid of that horse, he didn't say, I'm never going to get on horses. He just said, that's not the right horse for me. And then how do you know what thoughts to be thinking? The ones that feel good. And so if what you're thinking has you totally afraid and panicked and worried, then start working on ones that feel good. And that is how we move through it and that we practice them. That is it. And certainty, one of the things that we talk about is that you, when you feel certain that things are going to go well, you feel better. And so just start focusing on certainty and tell yourself, everything always works out for me. Everything always works out for me. Courage is not the absence of fear. It is the ability to act in the presence of fear, to keep going, to keep going. And then this is a really great quote, of course, by Theodore Roosevelt, the man in the arena, which I'm sure most of you know. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error or in shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement and who at the worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Do it anyway, my friends. Fear is a reaction and courage is a decision. When we know better, we do better. Thank you so much for joining me. I gotta tell you, I hope this is of value. If it is, 
please share one little nugget with other people because when you share tips of happiness, you make the world a happier place. And wouldn't that be awesome if every one of us were spreading seeds of happiness? Awesome. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Happier by the Minute podcast. Please make the world a better place by sharing this, liking it, leaving a comment, all those things you know that we need to get help us get the message out. So I really appreciate you listening and really appreciate you helping me share the message.